Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Let's get lost in this one, lost and stranded on the desert island of emotion and and survival and, you know what, friendship, you know, in what could possibly be the one of the most true and sincere love stories of our time, I think. Yeah. You know, you've got a little bit of Kelly and Chuck, but I think the real love story is that between Chuck and Wilson. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, yes. Absolutely. You know what we're doing is Castaway. And, well, let's just get into, to- into talking about this one because it's a good one. You're listening to more movies. Please. please. Plane crash sound. Plane crash, tidal wave. So many different Ooh. scenarios that could be related to this film. Yeah, I'll say. Oh, so Stephen, after having watched this film, I'm wondering how uh, similar to me you're feeling about um, future plane rides. Future plane rides that um, I haven't flown in years, not because of any fear, just because everything kind of went bonkers where are you gonna go yeah (laughs) um i'm still okay with future plane rides that i just think if there's a storm i don't want to fly Mm -hmm. during the rain (laughs) so you're going to do like a deep weather forecast dive on your entire route there just make sure just in case yeah at the very least that from where i'm leaving and where i'm landing because if something's really bad they can always detour but if your destination has bad weather then you have an yeah. increased chance of landing there if the air the pilots think it's safe to land. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're not too worried about like flying over, say you're going to Europe or something, flying over the Atlantic and there's just like a crazy weather pattern happening in the middle of the ocean? There's too many variables with that to keep track of and things oh, can okay. change. So I think I would just drive myself nuts. So I'd yeah. probably just take a melatonin just... and just hope for the best. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You know, if you got to go places, you got to go places. And yeah, yeah, at some point, you just got to let go and trust the hopeful experts. Yeah, which, hey, the experts in this plane did a really good job. Like they were trying to deal with stuff. They were trying to take care of him. They got jostled around pretty fucking hard. Pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't seem like any of that was their fault. Uh, Toward the end of the movie, they suggested it was like what something in one of the packages, something flammable or something. Yeah, like it just something like, that got way out of hand. Wasn't reported. Yeah, which yeah. is yeah. Report all your batteries when you ship them. People. Yeah. So like when you get that stuff on the FedEx or just the self checkout at USPS, and they ask you, mm-hmm. "Are you sending this?" There is a reason. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do to somebody else what happened to Chuck here in this film? Yeah. You don't want that on your conscience. Don't do it, man. And the funny thing is, like, they it's not that they won't send it. It's just they probably want to package it differently when they ship it. Yeah. 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 Or put some, like, warning labels at the very least on mm-hmm. that package, you know, just to take extra precaution. Yeah. It's like, or, you know what, while you're doing that, pay for the extra shipping and just stick it in, like, a lead lined box, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just, just be just, considerate. Yeah. Or, heck, you know what? Don't ship your nuclear uh, materials or your uh, leaking batteries, whatever you're shipping. I don't know. This is for all the mad scientists out there. Just, you know, be considerate. This is PSA talk. (laughs) Yes, on MMP. Now for your regularly scheduled program. Yeah, regularly scheduled, uh, marooned on an island, 
programming. Uh, oh, also, Steve, I got a little, another little tidbit for you. This is my third Tom Hanks movie in about a week. Okay. I did not plan this. I don't know what happened, but this is just how my life ended up. And I am not unhappy one bit. So what were the previous two? So let's see. So we've got Castaway. The first one was a little bit of a Swedish uh, to American remake is A Man Called Otto, okay. um, which I I think that movie didn't fare especially well. And I guess the original, as it usually is, is just miles better. But I enjoyed the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. It had a, a grumpy Tom Hanks. And then he had, you know, he's got a little journey toward happiness. And there's a <laughs> just amazingly cute cat in that movie. So I enjoyed the heck out of it. That's good. Let's see. The second one was a more recent one as well. It was called Finch. Mm. It's an Apple TV Plus movie where um, kind of a post-apocalyptic movie. We've got Tom Hanks, uh, post-end of the world. You know, there, there's just uh, ozone layer is basically gone. It's all Swiss cheese up there, as he says. And he's got uh, a, just the cutest little dog that he's taking care of. And he builds this robot to take care of the dog after he dies from you know all this uv radiation exposure mm-hmm. and boy was that one touching i teared up by at the, at the end of that one yeah i would imagine so so yeah a little... and now castaway it's just been a lot of like really moving tom hanks films a, a hankathon a hankathon yes yes, yes. Mm-hmm. uh thank you t hanks <laughs> very nice very nice so at the beginning of this movie, they kind of just like show you shipping through FedEx. Yeah, apparently like the, the what it was like in the 90s to mm-hmm. ship things somewhere or in his case, in Chuck's case, like snapping the whip and getting the shipping, you know, up to a high standard. Yeah. And so like it was kind of nice because they're showing you like what his world revolves around and what the experience is and just like everything moving, moving, moving really fast. Him trying to move people really fast because apparently he loves clocks that he sent himself a timer to see how long it took for that package to get there. Yeah. What was he like? 88 hours. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yes. And then. I mean, this was like intense Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. This was like angry Tom Hanks yeah, too, which you don't often see. He's yelling at Russians. I know. <laughs> Through a translator mm-hmm. too. And I mean. I don't okay for the actual word to word translation. I don't think it's important, but the tone of his message, you don't need translated whatsoever. No. This guy was laying down. And I the love law. how the translator added the end, like, this is the guy who stole a bike from a kid to finish the delivery. <laughs> he is known worldwide as some guy who is just going to kick a kid to the curb. The bike thief. Because, yeah, when the package it, it, it gets scanned in in the first place, it better get to its recipient, you know? Yeah. This ain't no, like, UPS, USPS chump show here. This is FedEx, damn it. This is FedEx. And one of the things that we don't know until later that has such a prominent effect is the packages coming from that one farm with the artist mm-hmm. who does like all the w- angel wings essentially mm-hmm. and the minute i saw that for some reason i put a link in our show notes which we can or sorry in our okay. notes which we can add to the show notes uh-huh. this song popped in my head and um well here i'll give <coughs> there's your spoiler warning that the spoiler is the s- song that popped in my head which has nothing to do with the film let's see if i can play this for sean real fast nope that's an ad gotta love Oh, I, I like that song though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to get an ad blocker. Oh, that's a good idea. 
Go, yeah. Yep. And that's the line that literally just popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> of course it would. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and fair, fair to you. That's what a good line. Yep. That I kind of wish they had this plane when he was using his sail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How majestic and glorious that would have been. It's funny. Like, you think it might be cheesy, but I really think it would have just been fine. Like, it would have been like, here's a new road trip. Like, I don't think it would have affected that moment. Like just yeah, a helicopter, a Wilson and Chuck boat. Trip. Yeah, just yeah. like pull, just doing a wide shot, like just pulling back. Oh yeah, why not? Why not? You know, it didn't wouldn't have to be the entire like escape from the island mm-hmm. sequence, no. but just the, the, the like the dramatic moving. Yeah, moment. like after he gets over it, he's like, I think we're clearing it, and they just start like the wind yeah. picks up and it starts to cruise, and then just add that like <laughs> after he not the intense trying to beat the waves, right, right, which right, right. I'm pretty just, sure, yeah, the relief afterwards. Moana copied. The castaway stuff. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't doubt it one bit. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm surprised they didn't. This movie came out in the year 2000, and we were firmly in like early 2000s. Movie way- making was kind of cheesy. Yeah, you know. I'm surprised so, they put that song there. And honestly, I think if we put that scene of him leaving the island and Moana trying to leave the island side by side, they would just like be matching. Perfect copy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it would be like be like playing dark side of the moon over wizard of oz it's like boom hey it syncs up perfectly yep yep, yep. yeah so that was my <laughs> uh, cheesy well, opening to the film you know what you know what that's just yet another instance of doing this podcast with you and realizing we make better films than <laughs> this robert's a mechas guy what has he done hey 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 no 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 i know that's fair i love some zemeckis just the missed but... opportunity not the wilhelm because Wilhelm, there. we just try to force everywhere. But well, this <laughs> film like was set up great. Like we got the intro for like FedEx time re- constrictions. We have him mm-hmm. talking about a toothache really early on, which comes up setting later. Scene. Yep, yeah, just setting it up. We we get a little like um, quick intro shot before the Christmas dinner with everybody. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Chuck is a professional sailor man. Okay, I wonder if this will come into play later on. Yep, yep, and then. And yeah, you got that that relationship with uh oh dang, what's her with uh, Helen Hunt with Kelly, and um you know they're they're not like together yet, they're not married, they're not even engaged, which apparently is just a, a topic of conversation at every family get together yep, because they is like told you under fifteen minutes before they asked. <laughs> well, you know what? Totally fair, Chuck. Put a ring on that man. Yeah. What are you doing? Which is nice because that was another setup that they prepared like hey why haven't you asked and then later before he gets in the plane he gives her a ring box what a smooth gift especially with all Mm. the practical gifts he had given her beforehand which were nice but compared to the like the thoughtful um pocket watch she gave him yeah oh geez yeah it's good thing he had that engagement yeah i I was thinking like dude dude like you deliver packages like you deliver gifts (laughs) you should do better and then i'm like oh no you were setting it up very very nice and mm-hmm. like just setting up a future a potential future together so like they do a lot of just key structure building at the beginning of this film i mean you know when you watch a movie like this with i think a filmmaker's mind like we've got mm-hmm. you you see all this stuff and you're like okay movie you're you're uh i see where you're going with this it just feels like it's really telegraphing it but if you could take a step back from that and you see 
just yeah like you say they, they're setting out they're they're putting the 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 bricks ahead of you on the pathway that the movie's going to watch they're they're fitting in the like the the edges of this puzzle that they're building mm-hmm. and it really is you know it's kind of in your face in the beginning but the payoff later on is just immense you know oh yeah just so so many times that the after the thanksgiving th- dinner and they pull out their pocketbooks <laughs> to sync calendars <laughs> essentially yeah, yeah which that that they don't really come back to like this fast-paced world till much later in the film and it's like mm-hmm. after the whole pretty much when the movie's about to end that we finally see the relevance of that but just watching that made me cringe because like i squeeze stuff in to try to get as much done as i can done in a day but to have to live like by the minutes move this around is just like no 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 I, I want to try to get as much done but have a lot of this stuff can be put aside if need be oh yeah yeah and I don't want to be like on call on what Christmas Eve or the Christmas holidays. It was when it was I'm pretty much like Thanksgiving having which, dinner with my yeah, family. Yeah, and she was pretty much saying like, "You have to be back by New Year's. You have to be back by New Year's." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "I have your Christmas gift. We have to do it in the car." Which was saying he was leaving yeah. before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that sounds terrible. I mean, I don't even know how. Like my my dad was a doctor, mm-hmm. you know, he would work in a hospital. So there were years when he'd have to miss Christmas Day because he was working. Yeah, and that sounds awful. But at least his was like scheduled out. You know, yeah, like you knew it Chuck was, was like, oh, we got a he, <laughs> he he got beeped on his pager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another indication of how old this movie is. Um, and he's like, I gotta go. Yeah, which just seems yeah, emergency plane flight and those poor like pilots and and uh, uh, air stewards too. Mm-hmm. They're busy that day too. Well, yeah. the nice thing is the flight he was on only had like really it had air stewards, but it was mostly the pilots and like, like what, what, a crew member yeah. for like yeah, the I, it was it was a cargo plane, yeah. so the yeah it was transporting stuff, mm-hmm. but it was still you know what four or five people who were missing Christmas. Yeah, that they um had said at the end we on such and such a day four years plus ago we lost five br- brothers in our family today we get one back yeah 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 ah, man so sad mm-hmm. so touching well speaking of <sighs> both those terms sad and touching that i want i'm gonna go to i want to go through the whole ordeal of his crash but when he's on the island yeah. and he sees uh-huh. what looks like a body like he was at the fucking top he sprinted I, his ass off, which probably tore up his feet because he didn't have shoes at the time. And like, no, he had what, like, torn up shirt or something. I don't even think he had done that yet. Oh no, he had done that. You're oh, right, okay. he had. But um, he like swam out in the water to try to help this person. Yeah. And oof, he got like a mangled body that he turned over. Like I'm surprised. Uh, he didn't yeah, puke. this person was long dead. Mm-hmm. They were gray and bloated it was oof. yeah well it had been like at least a day uh, yeah <laughs> yeah no that was mm-hmm. crazy i thought it was fa- fascinating i mean you look at that that mountain whatever it was exactly they climbed up and then to get all the way down to the beach i was thinking how long must that have taken mm-hmm. i mean going and this was what his first time up there yeah. so i think he was just trying to explore it a little bit and it wasn't like he had a well-worn path up and down there Mm -hmm. so he it must have taken i don't know half hour an hour to get back down yeah and so like just when i saw the first time i saw this movie and i saw him dragging the body onto land i was just like okay like maybe he's gonna look for supplies which hey that's not disrespectful like you're stranded 
I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't uh, begrudge him any of mm. that, like checking the pockets, opening packages, which we'll get to in a little yeah. bit. Like, what but else are you going to do? He dug a hole and like when he folded the legs, he didn't break anything, which I'm sure no. that body would have been stiff at that point. I think but so. luckily for the movie, they didn't want to like see you like bending. But, like, can you blame him? Crunch, crunch on the knees or something to fit him in there? Not digging the hole a little bit bigger, just like folding the legs a little bit. Like, he still made the guy a, a yeah. grave. He dug yeah, him a yeah. hole. Very respectful. Yeah. yeah, he covered his face. He put the picture of his kids into his pocket. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't eaten for like at least a day, barely had any fresh water. Oh, yeah. So, no, that was an impressive feat by the character. I mean, yeah, I don't know what other options he had there because, like, he, he can't, just, like, toss the body back into the water. It would just get washed back up on the shore again. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was it was very considerate considering his uh, situation. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I, I was impressed the entire time just how well he appeared to be keeping it together. Maybe they didn't want to show, like, those breakdown moments where he's just, like in a in the fetal position just sobbing yeah just and they give that to us later on and when they do kind of hint at those moments they don't deny it they just let you fill in the blanks with your imagination which is impressive because like the crash they gave us every bit of that (laughs) oh yeah i mean that played out what kind of felt like in real time yeah and just like seeing him bounce around and going after the watch yeah, seeing the water come towards the the cockpit and then break through. Mm-hmm. And, and before that, you see that that other like crew member who just like slammed into the roof of the thing, and he was pouring blood from his head mm-hmm. and just wailing. Ugh. Yeah, and then like the only it was a really really sudden and violent mm-hmm. uh, just, like crash landing. And it's funny, like watching a plane split in half, you would think normally would be terrifying, but for him it was probably like, oh, thank goodness I can get out before it sinks. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. Jesus! Oh, and you know, thankfully he had he had grabbed um a, a life raft before they had given that. It to yeah, him. He had, was clutching that to him. Unfortunately, uh-huh. the the red bag of like uh, emergency signal flares or whatever beacons, GPS or whatever, yeah. got caught on a bit of like mangled metal mm-hmm. and torn off of the raft. And well, nearly you know, that plane was sinking. There was no diving down after it. It nearly took him back down with it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, if if he if that strap hadn't have broken, he'd either like get pulled down with it, or more likely he would let go of the raft, and then, geez, what do you do there? Uh, probably would have just made it to the surface for maybe a half hour before he drowned, because <laughs> that was a I storm. Guess, yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, he ended up on that island on a on a dark and stormy night, as they say. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna like bob on your back onto the shore. Mm. You know, you've got big waves crashing around you. Oh yeah, no, like so makes it to the island. And you see him like dragging that raft like a little kid with their blankie, like, I'm not letting go of this thing. <laughs> uh-uh. No, mm-hmm. this is this saved my life. Yep. Can't blame him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it makes it this little island, uh, pretty uh, rather sizable island, a large island for one person. Yep. You know, it's got, you know, it's got a foresty mountain, it's got palm trees. Got a nice beach, you know. In any other circumstance, like this, would just be paradise. Yes, if you weren't stranded. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. No, if you could boat in there, or if you had some way to communicate with the outside world, this is just the best vacation ever. Yep. But not for Chuck, unfortunately. You know, he lands on that island. Uh, There are no prospects of getting off it. He is 
flown, you know, before the plane crash, the, the pilots have said we're way off course or like a couple hundred miles off course. Mm-hmm. So nobody, nobody knows where he is. Oh, yeah. And like later when they show because that this later on, Kelly mm-hmm. was showing like her research because she was trying to find him. <laughs> but oh, his yeah. island was probably like a good like way, way off from where this search area was. something like 400 miles away from the search area yeah which is huge <laughs> yeah 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 i mean then uh, chuck did a little bit of math later on just trying to figure out mm-hmm. what the search area would be and he you know he figured okay i'm here here's where the route was supposed to be let's uh do a big old circle uh this much times pi oh we've got a search area of over five hundred thousand square miles it's like it's like bigger than the size of texas mm-hmm. i'm like oh the second largest state in this entire country oh my good gosh and then trying to find somebody in the ocean I, I know which is basically like you know trying to find an ant from space you know it's it's yeah effectively it's like when you you could you could kind of see the crushing realization when he figures out that math he just like sinks back on his legs and he's like well i guess i'll better get i better get comfortable because yeah better figure out how to live here yeah no and he he does because like he makes the help sign with his foot which is a good one but then gets washed away and like okay round two tides yeah oh man and his second help sign was much better you know he got a bunch of logs and things and Mm -hmm. i don't think that one's going to be going away anytime soon yeah and then just like setting everything up the raft trying to go out that first time was just heartbreaking i mean yeah really was you know he if it weren't for those waves it might have been a little successful Mm -hmm. i don't know how long he would have lasted after that because he didn't have any supplies or anything it was just half of that emergency raft yeah they but there was like a boat on the horizon that he was trying to get to or at least it looked like it from the light oh that's right yeah yeah, i mean who knows what it could have been it could have been just like dehydration hallucination or whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah let's assume it was it was a ship and it was way far out there too i don't know what he was hoping to get at but unfortunately you got some big waves surrounding the island and some like monster waves and uh it's not quite successful nope 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 knocks them over destroys the the raft i think this is the part where he gets that like coral leg puncture oh yeah and that was a big one that was i mean i am so impressed that that wound didn't get infected there because oh yeah and in the pop jeez i don't even know how he got kept it from opening it up because that would have needed stitches i mean yeah what do you do there it, it wasn't just like a little scratch it was sunk into the like the meat of his thigh Ooh, mm-hmm. i <laughs> i have no idea i mean you see him like kind of tourniqueting it up so, you know keep the blood flow from going crazy yeah but i know it's gonna be a nasty scar later on mm-hmm. yeah, that's what uh and then of course struggling to get the coconuts open that has to be like exhausting man, right man coconuts are just so freaking weird you know mm-hmm. you go to a store and you see like uh like the coconuts still in the the brown husk there and you're like geez that must be a tough to get open how do you do that you gotta get like a drill or a chisel or something but then you see here and you realize okay that's you know you've got like half of the process left or before then to get it open you've got this like big green fruit looking thing yeah i <laughs> i don't understand why are coconuts like that it's so much work to get into them i don't know but it was just entertaining to see him like i'm gonna break you open rock throw rock yeah. throw. <laughs> I, you know, those things are tough. Mm -hmm. Apparently you need a chisel. Which he made. And and later he found the 
ice skates, which I was impressed that they were still sharp many, many years later. I mean, yeah, who knows how sharp they were, but sharp enough. Or I maybe guess. he sharpened them at rocks on his own, probably. Yeah, yeah. Got a little whetstone action going mm-hmm. on there. But yeah, and it ended up being good for uh, coconut uh, opening yeah. and uh, a little self-surgery. Yeah, that one, I don't know how he didn't screw himself up because it looked like he it was in there like to pop it out. I think so, yeah. But he was the way he was hitting it, I feel like he could have easily closed his lip on it and sliced his lips open or punctured <laughs> his cheek. Because it wasn't like he put it in there and like was going like, to pop it like at an angle. <laughs> like a bottle cap or something. Uh-huh. It was like, tunk. I was just like, uh. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it was so painful. It was like, boom, he was immediately just out from the pain. Mm-hmm. And you could see the blood spurt out. It was a... Uh, uh in like an entire movie of just like horrifying situations like just slow horror of like being stranded that part is the one thing i can't ever forget even from seeing this movie way back when it first came out i was like oh my i can't even imagine and having recently had kind of a toothache that needed a root canal i'm like doing that kind of self-surgery just like knocking it out of a gum that already looked infected as hell i ah that i can't even imagine Mm -hmm. i totally understand why you would just pass out immediately after that oh yeah and he lasted like that for a decent amount of time yeah yeah oh good gosh that sounds terrible (laughs) like i i feel like yeah, maybe I could make a fair go at living on an island, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, especially after having seen this, I know how to open up coconuts. I could make fire, maybe. I could, you know, I have created fire. But, like, knocking a tooth out of my head, I would be like, nope, I'd rather die. <laughs> yeah. And it was a good thing he had those skates, because what what were, what were was he going to do if he didn't have that? A couple of rocks? Oh, <laughs> just uh an improvised pliers and just uh, uh probably like run like ron swanson in parks and Rec. Uh, i'm thinking finger and thumb yank oof oof or or <laughs> get some like make some rope out of some trees and tie it to another tree and just take a run yeah uh, honestly take a run i probably would have just thrown a log off a cliff oh yeah yeah that's a better way to do it yeah because when you you never take a run when you're a kid you always slam the door or nowadays people shoot nerf guns <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. ah jesus that it, it looked terrible it looked terrible that looked unpleasant yeah although before that you know we had the ordeal of trying to make fire you know which was that that looked tough mm-hmm. and you know he went through like a few rounds of trying to do it first he had like the um rotating stick on the thing like i think we all are kind of aware yeah. of but apparently it's not very effective. Well, the thing was his um, base was on top of the sand, so it was easy to, for the wind to hit. Oh, sure. So it might have yeah, been yeah. more that effective if he had buried a hole, which is funny. Like he made a hole for the second round, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't that deep. I think they were just like not interrupting him because he was in the zone when they were filming. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he, he tore up his hand doing that, too. Mm-hmm. The first stick broke. It's just real bad time for a poor old chuck yeah because he's like oh but, look, crab i'm gonna eat crab and then realizing hey um you gotta cook this it's all just goo inside until you cook it i guess mm-hmm. Ugh, gross yeah i i feel yeah, bad for the yeah. crab I'm like and, dude finish killing it before you break off the leg <laughs> i know right that poor crab uh and then yeah he didn't have any real luck with fishing you know he found some little like anchovies that was just apparently very off-putting for him yeah yeah it was rough but yeah then he had the like heartening moment of actually getting the fire to work and 
I think at like a basic primal level, you know, you're you're there stuck on an island on a cold, rainy island, and then boom, you make fire. Look what I have created. I I have made fire. Oh, he was banging his chest like a caveman. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it was so yeah, like I said, so primal. I totally get it. I'm like, oh, here is some warmth. Here is some I don't know safety. Here's a way to cook food. Mm-hmm. Here is light, which is is an important thing for very visual creatures like us. Yep. And yeah, I totally get it. And then after that, he's just you know a fire making machine. He's got it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just impressive. And then you know a little while later, his hands are just like so calloused although he doesn't even need the calloused hands by day he can make fire in like 10 seconds yeah man yeah yeah but uh yeah that's that's an important moment but also maybe the most important moment the thing that probably saves chuck yeah because it gives him warmth and it gives him a way to cook his food i wasn't even talking about like that's important but i'm i'm kind of considering the creation of wilson oh yeah well that was like in the process of making fire where he hurts his hand yeah. and then grabs the ball and accidentally makes yeah. a face out of his blood. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of a little uh, sweet little moment there. He makes some eyes, makes a nose, makes a little mouth. And you know, at first he's just like, okay, it's a volleyball, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of starts opening up to it. And Oh yeah, no, he would have gone insane, more insane without it. Yeah. Like legitimately insane. I, I think you know, when you consider like the hierarchy of needs that we all as humans need to have, like we need shelter, we need food, water, and also like social stimulation too. I think if he didn't have Wilson, I mean, he would have been just like gone, gone mentally. Oh yeah. And that wouldn't have been suitable for him surviving because he wouldn't have been able to stick to a rigid schedule to have everyday supplies or even just motivation to keep going yeah yeah now i don't see wilson him talking to wilson and him sort of like anthropomorphizing it and having a conversation with him and later on grieving wilson mm-hmm. i don't see that as him like having a mental break or anything i think that's just him trying to keep mentally stimulated and trying to keep sane yeah you know i think maybe i, I know this for a fact but i I think a lot of people might have seen that at first. It's just like, oh, Chuck is cracking up. Oh, poor Chuck. I hope he's. I hope he'll be okay. But I think it's kind of the opposite. I think it's a little bit of both. Like I think he was starting to crack, but this is what kept him from fully breaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it developed into this like weirdly like effective personal relationship that he had this with, with this volleyball. Yeah. You know, he's having full on conversations with it. And he's having fights with it. <laughs> <laughs> he's kicking it out of the house. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's living like that with Chuck. We see about maybe the halfway point for four freaking years. It's a long time. You know, I I can hardly imagine like one month, one year on that island, but four years. Mm-hmm. And it's just, God, it's just, it's so horrifying to consider, you know? And he's certainly adapted to it. You know, the, the next time we see him after that title card, he spears a fish with expert precision. From a distance. You know, he's got this loincloth thing going on. He's got a big beard and hair. He is just, he's lost all that weight that he came to the island with. Yep. He is ripped. Oh, no. He had just embraced it. Yeah. I mean, what else can you do? It's either that or you give up and you, you wither away or you try to kill yourself, which he considered, yeah. you know, and I see that and I think I totally get it. I, you know what? Even though it didn't work, I bet he was still thinking of ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, and we see that, that 
he almost checked out because when he finally gets a, a sale, which is a porter potty, which I don't know who <laughs> has ever been so happy to see a porter potty other than somebody with explosive <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, but that poor person going into that porter potty uh, uh, the right after that Ooh. first diarrhea person. Oh, yeah. Man. So like, not gonna be happy to see that porter potty. He gets that. He's making a ton of rope, and mm-hmm. then I love is like, yeah, I'm not gonna go get that. I know where there's 30 feet of rope. I'm not going to go get it. And yeah. then you see him get it. And he's talking to Wilson. And it's like, that was a year ago. When are you going to let this go? And that tells you at the th- somewhere around the three year mark, he was getting ready to check out. Which is another kind of crazy thing to me. You know, I, it's it's kind of a weird question to ask, but let's let's try to imagine we're in his position. You know, uh, do you think you would make it to three years? I would hope so. Like, I would po- hope I would find some random hobbies things i want to do like oh i'm gonna go hunt this or i'm gonna build this or just like random activities that would keep me occupied yeah you have to but yeah yeah i could see i get the breaking point because it's just like if he just realized that i'm never getting off this island and who knows like what kind of pain he was in like maybe he had food poisoning he had some cuts on him like who knows what kind of state he was in at that moment and i love that he's like yeah you're right glad we tested it (laughs) i know yeah because what do you do? You bang on down the rocks, you break an arm or a leg or your neck, mm-hmm. and then you bleed out as a slow, terrible, agonizing death. Yep. I, I mean, that doesn't sound great, but then I guess you got away. Like, well, is it better than just slowly living out years here and dying who knows when? Yeah, there's just so many random things. <sighs> yeah, that's the kind of like mental consideration of math you got to make that you'd hate to have to make. Yeah, well, if he wasn't for his emotional support volleyball. Yeah, yeah, no, if he didn't have Wilson, I think he, I don't even know if he would have made it to three years. Mm-mm, no. And if, you know, if one year it hadn't have worked, I think he would have said, well, you know what? I don't even care. I'll just throw myself off this cliff. Yeah, probably that he he was probably one of the best people to be left in the island to survive because the when i saw the (laughs) calendar i was like that's a weird angle that he's putting it and it didn't phase me till like the light came through and was hitting him like oh he's he's traced he's done the math of how much the sun moves on different days for and when it hits on this like little peephole and he's figured out a sundial calendar yeah so clever Mm -hmm. man oh because it's it would be easy to lose track of markings because like one what if you think you marked it you mark it don't mark it or marked it twice or are feeling sick days wrong and fall asleep through an entire day yeah. Ugh. Now, he seemed like a really intelligent and resourceful person. I bet he's kind of set up that calendar. Maybe after the first year, he's like, okay, I'm going to trace this during the second year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I don't have to make it all the way to another year, but just in case. Yeah. And it proved like completely essential to figuring out when the best time of a of year would be to try and escape from the island. To launch his, his makeshift raft. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he was waiting for the winds to shift kind of eastward because... You know, westward would send them who the hell knows where. I mean, yeah, the Pacific Ocean is so goddamn big. It's the biggest ocean in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, eastward could maybe hopefully get you toward the Americas and toward home. So, yeah, I was waiting toward that till, until then. And he had what? Like, I forget exactly how many days, but he had maybe a couple of months to make all those many feet of ro- the, the feet of rope. And then he's cutting like, oh, the rafts together and everything. Ugh. Yeah. And then finally makes it past the waves yeah. with his angel wing porta potty sail 
Man, that was like as momentous as first creating fire because he's like, finally got past the barrier. The one thing that was keeping me trapped here, mm-hmm. you know, I, I now maybe I can have a, a hope uh, at getting to somewhere. Yeah. And then like the look in his face as he sees the island fade away. Yeah, that was a really interesting look. What, what do you feel like that look was signifying there? Was it? I think it was a mixed motion. Like there yeah. goes my home. Uh-huh. And then also I never want to see this place again. Yeah, uh, I think he was very of two minds there. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, without this place, I would have died years ago uh, on, on like that first night after the plane crash. But also, you know, he, he I remember him calling like the, the island, the shithole island. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. You know, it's large, but it's not huge, huge. And you're trapped there for four years. Yeah. Screw off. Thank you. But fuck you forever, island. <laughs> Indeed. that. He just did a lot with emotions because like when I first heard about the film and I was just like, we're going to watch one person alone this entire time. Like, how is he going to carry this film? Yeah. And this is a like 140 minute film Mm -hmm. over two hours. And I think the at least half, I think probably even more than that is spent just quietly on this island, just watching him try to figure out how to survive. Yeah. And then even, and you know, in, it's not like there are other animals on the island or anything. It's just him and it's very quiet, you know? Yeah. It's not really an action film. And then him in, on the ocean, like, just shows you his performing chops because when, by no fault of his own, Wilson falls into the ocean and gets pulled yeah. away from him. And he was swimming after, but I think he realized like he wasn't strong enough to keep swimming without the raft getting too far away. But yeah, like, yeah, and he couldn't pull the raft. I guess it was still too heavy to pull. Oh yeah, along that with thing him. was heavy. Yeah, so like his emotion of screaming for Wilson was just impressive. Like only Tom Hanks would get you emotionally invested with a volleyball, and then you talked about the yeah. fetal position afterwards. Uh-huh. After that scene, yeah. you just see him like still just crying on his back wailing yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah he lost it's weird to call a volleyball like a friend but it was it it was genuinely literally like his only friend his family the thing that kept him sane i yeah i totally get the the agony that he was feeling there and i'm sure there's more emotions just than that like that could have been like another sign of this was your last connection to anything like mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. actually your bottom like what you've went through before isn't rock bottom this is and you yeah. might be done because at one point he just throws the oars into the ocean replaces them yeah 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 i think he, yeah that was him kind of being like you know his raft was kind of falling apart there but it was still floating he could have maybe kept one and paddled along a little bit mm-hmm. but now he's like well i guess that's curtains for old chuck i'm done yep and luckily those whales that kept on following him were there because yeah. like when the boat came by they were spraying him to wake him up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was neat like that they didn't show it but you, that that specific sound is a right. blowho from a whale and it was like they were helping him i think so yeah mm-hmm. yeah wake up wake up you got a big old thing behind you yeah it was the it was the spray to, that woke him up i was impressed because the noise that cacophonous loud sound of the ship wasn't really doing it you know he was still just like well who knows zoned how out tired and, he was like his yeah body was probably so exhausted that nothing was registering except for like an actual physical reaction yeah it, it made me think of that moment uh toward the end of titanic where rose has been on that on that door forever mm-hmm. and she's just like frozen and then uh you know she hears that rescue um uh, rescue ship that rescue boat 
And she try, you know, it takes her a while to get that whistle and start blowing it. And you're just like, come on, come on, hurry up. You might miss it. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And you know, that container ship that was going past Chuck, it's, it's one of those huge, huge container ships. Yeah. So you had a while to go, but I'm like, come on, just turn over. Damn you. Come on. Yep. You're going to miss it. The one chance you have possibly at getting rescued. But then luckily, oh, because this isn't like the cruelest movie ever, he, he does turn around and he raises that hand and it's just like, ah, like his, he's, he's bent. Like that's the last bit of energy he has left in. And it. the nice thing is like, as the hand goes up, they had already started changing their horn sounds. Yeah. So yeah, like, he had that like alarm overboard sound. Yep. So they, they saw him before he raised his hand, but it was just like a nice yeah. like way of confirming like, yes, there's a live person here. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. That was such a relief. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I'm so happy to see that. Yeah. And that when we think that's the end of the movie and we, <laughs> no, we see him like so much more movie to go <laughs> on a plane and going, Oh, like he's on his way home. He's going to find it, get it, go back to Kelly and everything. And yeah. But instead, Oh wait, wait, it's four weeks later, which Hey, they needed to take care of him. Like he needed to be in the hospital. <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. And you could still see he's got like bottles and pills with him and everything. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, the, yeah, like two cups of ice to go with your Dr. Pepper. He's like, I like ice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Who can blame mm-hmm. him? Ice and soda. Yeah. I would want to drink that when I first get back. Oh, yeah. There would be like so many just basics of people like, do you want this? I'm like, no, I just want no. a grilled cheese. <laughs> yes, please. Anything. Grilled cheese, a hot bath. You know, I appreciate it. They give him a, I was thinking of you. It's like, they give him a Dr. Pepper. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Steven will like this. <laughs> yeah. They're like, just here. And like later when he's doing his road trip, you see how many different mm-hmm. drinks he has in the car. Oh yeah, giant bottles of water. He is loaded. He is. Mm-hmm. I I think from now until the day he he dies, like he is Mister like Boy Scout, always prepared. Well, yeah. Well, and I think it was more. That's probably that, but also just was enjoying the convenience of it because he was chugging that water, mm. had so many different drinks, mm. like just like, I'm not taking this for granted <laughs> ever again. Yeah. I can get water whenever I want it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to collect it in coconuts. Or off leaves into coconuts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or from dank cave puddles. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, and then like, so on the plane that they bring him back, like, hey, we're going to have a little bit of celebration. I'm like, um, at first I was thinking, can you guys not like exploit him? But I then I remembered they said four weeks later. So they they focused on his yeah. medical first and then was like, we're bringing you home. But the company wants to celebrate this. I'm like, you know what? Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And he probably had a choice in the matter, too. Mm-hmm. I would hope. I'm sure that yeah. wasn't forced. On and it him. wasn't like, oh, they're bringing the caveman back for photos and everything. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, they let him recover first, at least physically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned this earlier at the beginning of the episode, but I think it's really important what they said there. You know, we lost five people in this plane crash, but today we're getting one back. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they really they value him as not just this like oddity and not just an employee of FedEx. Like we got this person we we thought was gone forever. We got him back. And isn't that miraculous? Isn't that the best thing ever? Yeah. And you know, FedEx was putting it on, but I got the impression that it wasn't like, hey, we got one of our own. We got we got an employee back. Yay. Yeah. And like the way that they the spread they put out for him and like when they left him alone at the hotel room, like just sign for it, whatever you need. They're They were just like, here's the expense, the black card. Please just yeah. do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now, now he's getting free drinks at, at <laughs> the non-existent FedEx bar for the rest of his mm-hmm. life. Yeah. 
I think it was a little, <laughs> I'm sure they weren't considering it. I think it was a little cruel that the spread at the hotel room was crab legs and sushi. Oh yeah. No. After all that time. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause like you see him just like throw the crab leg down like, Ugh. yeah, Ugh, this again. Mm-hmm. It's like, come or, on. I could make this better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, no, I've had this for four years. I don't ever want to see seafood yeah. again. No, I'm sure he's eating steak for the rest of his life. After that. Mm-hmm. Uh steak and chicken yeah and then um he finds out that they force kelly to move on which uh, For, forest i don't know if it was forest well I, they didn't like well, force her into marriage I, but they were forcing her to like accept that he was gone yeah i think I, i'm sure a lot of people around her were saying like it's been it's been years mm-hmm. you know can you can you really keep hanging on to this you gotta have a life you know maybe he doesn't have his but you've still got one so you know live for him live in his memory yeah so th- there is that and to come back to find out not only has she moved on, but she's married and with a kid, not and as a kid, not like engaged, yeah. which could easily be broken like a full no. on life. <laughs> We've got legal papers involved now. Forget the legal papers. There's a child. <laughs> there's a child. Yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no getting away from that. You're not going to have like a Thelma and Louise moment where you drive away from everything. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, not to, not to disparage her family. The husband seemed very nice mm-hmm. and the kid was probably, I'm sure great. Well, and she had a life. She had a nice house. She had a life. Let me ask you this, that obviously Kelly was having an emotional time, which you could see how she committed. She was based on all the tracking she did to try to find him. Oh yeah. What did you think about the dentist's husband coming out to talk to him when she was couldn't come out? I I don't know. I don't know if there's any good way for that moment to have played out. Whereas like, okay, this this played out okay. Everybody's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I told I get where she's coming from, but like this person that she was desperate to find and eventually probably accepted is gone forever, maybe is now suddenly back risen from the dead again yeah oh my god and it's it's this person like she said he was the love of her life it was the one person she wanted to spend the rest of her life with mm-hmm. and eventually you know she moved on she realized well okay there are other people there uh you know i should have a life i can totally get why she's like no i can't see him this is too much for yeah. me I, i'd be right there with her but you can't just leave Chuck there alone, just wondering too, thinking that he's been abandoned as well, even though that's kind of how he feels. Like I after so long, like I wish she had gone out to him the first time because like yeah, after all that, that would have been really meaningful. Yeah. But I was impressed with the husband that like he stepped up to try to try to just be nice to Chuck considering like it's nobody's fault. This situation had yeah. was not an issue for anybody. Nobody did anything wrong. No, absolutely not. But yeah. so like that's I, an awkward conversation to have to have. So it <laughs> takes some courage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I think like, you know what? Okay. If she is going to have to be with anybody, he seems like a decent person. Yeah. And uh, like when they finally like talk later and she gives him like multiple big kisses, I was <laughs> expecting like when he left for the dentist to be standing in the door and she'd be like, good open mouth. He'd be like, it's okay. Like, I understand. Yeah. Like, I, I get like, it. When you guys separated, it wasn't, <laughs> it was a, one of the scenarios that you could never control like you had to wrap that end of your life of like i'm sure he would never he wouldn't have been pissed at that at all i'm sure he would have been sad but yeah understand yeah it would have been like yeah. i need a moment but you're fine like you're i don't you're you're fine <laughs> just you know just be here for your kid mm-hmm. i was like just let me know if you want to stay or, or if you're gonna go <laughs> yeah but i you know as sad as it is i've got to give her credit for like not leaving her husband yeah that it's just like because i think that takes so much strength because she made a commitment to him too mm-hmm. and like okay chuck was first but like this isn't like a playground sort of thing like oh i I got there first therefore it's mine sort of thing it's like this is real life this is 
adult human emotion. There's a kid in the mix. Mm -hmm. Like you've got a responsibility to this family as much as you might like pine and long for what you could have with Chuck. Yeah. And they're different people now. Like she's drifted into this family, which she could go back to get her like with doctorate, like they were saying to be a professor. Yeah. Yeah. The experience he went through is so different that this doing a nine to five, raising a kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't see yeah. that happening. <laughs> Uh, no i don't know what do you do after that i don't know maybe you write a book or something mm -hmm. and then you just try to i I don't know do you do you if you are chuck do you go back to working for fedex like do you take your old job again or whatever or something similar um my initial instinct would be fuck no <laughs> I know. but and not like out of like animosity toward fedex yeah, right no, no no but it's just like no i went through them shit i need to move uh -huh. on like maybe international correspondent kind of thing like just doing deals oh, yeah but not like yeah. on that fancy time frame just like somebody who hey for big deals we occasionally send you out but overall mm -hmm. when we send you out like to europe for a deal you get a week in between the next thing so you can just enjoy life yeah <laughs> we're, we're like attaching a permanent gps locator onto your ankle or something <laughs> so we can always find yeah. you yeah and like you know we don't know what kind of bad luck is following you man and like no pager we're gonna send you an email you've got mail <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe that's where chuck ended up he ended up in new york opening a bookstore the, you know he created a big bookstore <laughs> f-o-x he just changed his name yeah oh man okay you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna finish up the, this this first the sequel to <laughs> castaway you've got mail <laughs> yes now, I, I would find a different job that just allows me to experience everything and not be restricted. Yeah. Especially yeah, since it I'm gives you an opportunity to go down to Texas to deliver the, the package that saved your life. Yeah. Especially since I'm sure they gave him like a massive payday for surviving. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like, you know, let's 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 not take the course into this here. You know, this is we're glad to have you back. Also, be cool to us. Also, we're grateful. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. just give them all the back pay <laughs> and then some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't be cruel. Mm -hmm. It's like, I double the back pay and be like, take as much time as you need. Don't answer us until you figure out what you want to do. You'll have a job and then we can discuss your future if you want one here. But go yeah. find yourself and get comfortable and then come back to us and let us know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get comfortable with sleeping in a bed again. Uh -huh. You know, get to the point where, uh, uh, a table lamp isn't the most exciting thing in the world for you. <laughs> I don't think it was uh, exciting. I think it was more of his way of winding down on the island was turning like the flashlight on and off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also yeah. probably like I can actually turn light on and off now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, I can make fire. It's a flick of a switch. Oh, yay. Look what I have created. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. He goes to deliver the package. The one he never opened because yeah. he needed one task to always have holding him accountable yeah yeah get it get, yeah another bit of like something to live for yeah. and it's like i will deliver this package <laughs> yeah neither rain nor shine nor whatever that's a different that's a usps yeah but still but still <laughs> yeah ne n neither plane crashes nor marooned on an island will keep me from you know completing my task so do you think when he was at his literal crossroads <laughs> yes yeah that, that you know not subtle there but mm -hmm. still very effective do you think he went after the woman I think he did. I, how could you not? I think he did. Not just for like, hey, you're pretty, but like, I, I, I want to express my gratitude through more than just a note. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, you know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Especially hearing Kelly's that, not in the picture anymore. Hearing that story, like he has back to all the roads that actually had lines in them. 
The only one that yeah. he was facing was her road that had no lines. And yeah. when the um, movie first opened and they showed that ranch, there were mm. two names on the ranch. Two names. Yeah. And at the end. Bettina and Bob or George or something. There yeah. was only one. Only one. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else could it be? Yeah. It's like, hey, look, there's space now. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, she yeah, had a cool you know, looking dog. What else do you need? That dog was great. Mm-hmm. Dog was great. And flat land, no ocean for as far as the eye could see. Yep. You know? Yeah. I think I think he turned around and, and followed her. Mm-hmm. So not the most picture perfect ending of a movie where you're not... When I, I say this, I mean, we had a happy ending, but it mm-hmm. wasn't without scars on the way there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, getting there was rough. Mm-hmm. Even for the viewers, like you're, you're, you feel like you've gone through the ringer. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. This is not like a... a hour and 40 minute film either mm. two hours and 20 minutes and you feel every moment of it yeah yeah it's not like a grueling difficult to get through a movie you know it doesn't feel long or anything it's just there's a lot that happens chuck goes through a lot mm-hmm. yeah no by the end of that movie and now reca- recounting it again I'm just like oh god i'm worn out this movie really takes it out of you it, it, it truly does take it out of you and it just makes you kind of get some perspective because like when we were just about to start recording, I had mentioned after watching this film, I'm just slowing down. Like I'm not worried about what has to be done or what mm-hmm. time everything is. Just like you know what, I'm gonna focus on this task. Then I can strategize what's next. But when I go for that next step, anything else on the to do list will be out of my brain till it actually comes up. Yeah, yeah. Let me take my time. Mm-hmm. Let me appreciate every moment. Yep. Let me. Really be thankful that I'm not trapped on an island. Yeah. Indeed. So shall we? Shall we? Uh, get to some trivia for this movie. Some good trivia for this one, I think. Trivia sounds good. Okay, so uh, this this is I, I like this one here. To make himself look like an average, out of shape, middle aged man, Tom Hanks didn't exercise and allowed himself to grow pudgy. Oh darn! Oh, what a terrible task for your job. Eating chili fries and donuts all day, man. I know. It's just like Ugh. what a. What a sacrifice. Right, man. But you do it for the love of the job. Yeah. So production was then halted for a year so he could lose 50 pounds and grow out his hair for his time spent on the deserted island. So he really did grow his hair out like that because it looked, it yeah, didn't look yeah. like they put a wig or anything. No. I, I wonder if he, maybe the the beard was fake. I don't know. Because that was a monster beard too. Uh, uh, maybe they added some stuff to the beard, but it was oh yeah, like just to fill it in and make it longer. Because trying to beard deal with a beard like that for that long, oof. I mean, the hair alone is kind of rough, too. Yeah. I'm sure he kept it tied back. I'll, I'll have to look. For, maybe there's some publicity photos around this time mm-hmm. where he was just walking around L.A. with just a giant ponytail. Mm-hmm. So during this hiatus, Robert Zemeckis used the same crew to film What Lies Beneath. The Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer, creepy movie. Yeah. I think uh, Castaway might be a better movie. But yeah, that's, you know. Good use of time. Fascinating how they do that. You never really, you don't often hear about movies that do that. I think maybe Raging Bull kind of did that sort of thing too. Although I think De Niro did it in reverse. I think he was skinny first and then put on a bunch of weight. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's some commitment. Yeah. Indeed. Although I don't, it doesn't really suggest that Tom Hanks did anything in between the time. So I guess, yeah, his job between production house was just, yeah, sit around, watch TV, <laughs> snack on some Doritos. Oh, what a job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see what else we got. Well, that fifth one is pretty good. That, that applies to you, I think. A FedEx commercial during 2003 Super Bowl 
Telecast. Oh, that one's pretty good. I was talking to the one a couple above it. Oh. Yeah, let's do that one. Uh, telecast featured the final scene of the film where Chuck returns the package to its sender. In this version, the woman answers the door when Chuck asks what was in the box. The woman replies, just a satellite phone, GPS locator, fishing rod, water pur- purifier, and some seeds. <laughs> just silly stuff uh, you know nothing nothing that anybody really needs that, well, that was a <laughs> hilarious that would have been a hilarious commercial <laughs> you're saying the fifth one yeah virtually all sound including dialogue in the scenes on the island about an hour and a half of screen time had to be replaced in post-production oof oh wow sound man <laughs> he made a attempt to getting usable sound on the island but the nearby surf made it impossible since Many of the scenes needed to be very quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. jeez, that that that's crazy. I, you know, I know the ADR is a very normal and, and like mm-hmm. it's it's part of filmmaking, part of post production. But that's so good. Gosh, that's so much of the movie. It takes a, an hour and a half. It takes a lot of work because one, you have to make sure that you have a good reference track from the set. Yeah, and then. If your actor isn't great at essentially dubbing themselves, then that's a yeah. hell of a lot of work for post-production. Yeah. And it's not just like getting the timing right, but it's getting the, um, getting the emotion right mm-hmm. too, which is, yeah, I think that could be really tough to do when you're not, when you're stuck in like a little sound booth yep. and you're not on the beach, in the location, in the right mindset. You know, it takes a professional like Tom Hanks to really deliver on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, job applications for Fe- FedEx went up 30% after the release of this film. Hey, you know what? I I don't blame them because they did right by him at the end, you know? So, uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, one of the three volleyballs used in the film was sold at an auction for $18,400. And this is like 2000s money, too. I'm assuming I don't know when the auction was. But yeah, that's a lot for, you know, what, a $20, $30 volleyball? Uh Man. Some of the crew members were left on the island for a few days to survive and learn some skills. They used some of their survivor techniques in the movie for the character of chuck they were having trouble lighting a fire opening a coconut taking talking to a volleyball collecting packages washed up on the beach and catching fish (laughs) hey yeah (laughs) what better way to learn how to survive on an island than trying to survive on an island Mm -hmm. yeah this last one was interesting actual lines of dialogue were written for wilson the volleyball to help tom hanks have a more natural interaction with the inanimate object so the lines for the volleyball were cut for the front from the final film thankfully (laughs) because that would be crazy possibly because they wanted to make the film sound more realistic rather than imaginative or perhaps fantastical or like chuck was going totally crazy yeah that i would have gone with the if i'd heard that chuck going totally crazy because the only way i would have accepted a voice if it had been his own voice but slightly higher like yeah he's talking to himself but then he's just going crazy so (laughs) the other one where he's the only one that can hear the response is perfect the way they did it yeah i think so yeah if you heard the voice then that when he's rescued and you see him i I think it would kind of undercut like oh him back to normal four weeks later after that rescue i'm like but he was like mentally gone what what is this (sighs) yeah I mean, undoubtedly, Chuck's going to need a lot of therapy for a long time, maybe the rest of his life mm. after this, but it shouldn't be because he's totally snapped. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a movie. What a movie. So what is your recommendation on what a movie? Oh, goodness. You know, it's a tough movie, but I think this one's worth a purchase. Tom Hanks makes it a purchase. Yeah. Like, you know, that should be the, the Tom Hanks motto. It's an Insta buy, but not a multiple watches in a row. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be watching this one again anytime soon. Yeah, maybe in four years. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I yeah, that's a good way to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Every four years, get trapped on an island. Yeah, just kind of get a nice little reset. Mm-hmm. It's about as much time as I would need, yeah. Indeed. Well, I have to thank you for adding this film to the index that it was an emotional roller coaster. Indeed. That's for sure. That's for sure. Oh, man. You know, you never, uh, like so many other people, you never think you would get so broken up over the loss of a volleyball. Yep. But here we are. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Wilson. Thank you, Sean. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing this episode as much as we enjoyed watching and experiencing this film. Make sure to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, wherever a person can leave us a review. It truly does help. I am Scruffy Steve. Here with, uh, I don't know, stranded Sean. That works. Uh, yeah. And you've been listening to more movies. Please. Please. Hug your loved ones. Yeah, that's for sure. Jeez.